0: One,
1: And a very pleasant good Monday morning, everyone. Welcome into Life Planning 101. It's not Angela Robinson with us this morning, but we have, <laughs> we have a double trouble here this morning. Jim and Aaron Kennedy join us. Good morning, gentlemen. Good, good, mo-
0: morning. good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Glad to be here.
1: Glad to have y'all here, and I'm sure that y'all have a great show lined up for us. What are we going to talk about
2: today? It's going to be a little bit different. Angela's not in here leading the way, so she's out working hard right now, so uh, I get to start off with the market report, uh-huh. kind of what's been going on here. It's been um, sort of a, a interesting period here lately. Yes, it has. It's been very interesting and very dynamic, and I'm actually pretty excited about what's going on. If you go back to August, that was a, a scary month. It was very, very volatile, and I think the month ended up somewhere around down, d- depending on what market you're looking at, but one and a half to two percent. But we ended the month on a huge upswing. Uh, We were down greater than four within the month several times. It was crazy volatile. And, you know, the reason that's so important is you got to ask what's happening to the retail investor. How are they shaking out during this? What are they doing? I'll go over that here in a second, but that's something we really watch. But transforming into this month. It's been a great month. The market's made up everything that it lost last month, and we've had a change in leadership. You know, over the last several years, probably 10 years, we've had things like the FANG stocks and all these super large growth companies is what's been leading the market. And that gets scary. But, you know, if you look, who are the big names? You know, Amazon, Apple. Apple. Microsoft. These are the companies that's been leading the market, and that changed. You know, this month, small companies, uh, small companies are up over double what the market is. If the market's up, let me get the numbers here. Two and a quarter percent. Small caps up almost five. Wow. Uh, value stocks are up almost four percent. This is a huge change. If you know, if you go back to thinking about investing, uh, a lot of people think about Buffett. You know, they think about some of the things he's teaching, you know, buy when there's blood in the street, buy low, sell high. And that's not something that's worked. It's buy high and sell higher. You know, go out there and find the companies that are the most expensive and ride that wave. And that's what's been working. So if we truly have a change in leadership, this is really going to be good for the market. It's going to be something that we can sustain going forward. It's kind of exciting. So if we go back to the volatility and markets going up and down and how scary that is and why we watch it, retail investors, that's mom and pop, uh, that's people that are allocating their own 401ks, uh, just investing for themselves. If you took 100 people and put them in a room, they would average somewhere around 2% a year make bad decisions they get scared when the market goes down and then get greedy when it's recovered and all at its all-time high we see it over and over again so if we know this if we know the retail investor is going to make two point one percent and the market average is ten we watch it and we try to do the opposite (laughs) we do the opposite of what the retail investor does and it's really sad but, you know, we can time it pretty good. So far this year, there's been a net pullout of about $60 billion on domestic retail funds. And this is mutual funds. This is where the retail investor hides. And guess what? The market's up almost 20%. market's up 20%, and the average person is selling. You know, not not because they're taking gains. is because earlier this year, we got volatile, and they just bailed out. Right. It's a sad deal, but it works over and over again. So some of the other things that we're looking, I'll always try to say, hey, what's going on in the market that's extremely good and what do we need to be looking out for? And if we look at the economy or the market right now, if we look at investor sentiment, and this is across the whole spectrum, it's still positive. You know, Regardless of what the media is telling us, People are still positive on the market, and this is mostly your big-time investors, the the big guys on Wall Street and everything else. So, that's very good. And why? We look at hourly earnings. This is how much of a paycheck people are bringing home. That's increasing. You know, we've had this world that we live in that uh, employment keeps getting higher and higher and higher, and unemployment, you know, that keeps going lower. We're we're at a almost an all-time high for how many people are employed and now wages are going up so that's wonderful how does that all tie in well people get their paycheck and they spend it our economy here in the u.s 70 percent of our economy is made up from people buying and selling goods everyday people you know so that's a good thing if they're spending more retail sales is up they're earning more income So it's a great thing. Another thing that we have going on that's very good is uh, the Fed just cut interest rates again. They just lowered it by another uh, 25 basis points or a quarter of 1%. And this is important because it's the cost of money. Interest rates is nothing more than the cost of money. And if a company is leveraging up or they're borrowing money to either buy plants or equipment or, you know, even hiring new people. If that amount of money costs less, it's easier to grow your business, you know. So that's a very positive, positive thing. Another thing, which is, this is just absolutely insane, but if we took the entire S&P 500, you know, if we bought every share in the S&P 500, it would cost us about $23.5 trillion, well, right now, companies so far this year, and if we kind of extrapolate out what's going to go on, they're going to buy back $1 trillion of their own shares, $1 trillion. So if this continues on, I think I said this last time, in about 20 years, the stock market will have been completely bought up. Right. You know, so if we look at it from a supply and demand standpoint... And companies are buying about five percent of their own stock every year. That's a lot of wind in ourselves. That is massive. So if we look at just supply and demand, new companies coming on the market, which is just a very paltry $30 billion. 30 billion coming in, 1 trillion going out. What direction is the stock market gonna go? Straight up. Right. And guess what's been happening? <laughs> You know so this is a big deal and i i know when the when volatility picks up uh it gets scary but guess who has our back corporate america absolutely you know market goes down hey let's buy some more of our own shares you know so
1: And that's pretty uh to me being just a layman person who doesn't study this daily like you do but i would think that's a good sign when companies are wanting to own more of their own stock yes you know,
0: he wouldn't want to own something that wasn't good. So you, get, you want to get rid of what's not good. So. <laughs> if
1: it's not good, you'd rather somebody else own it. <laughs> right,
0: that's right. Yeah.
1: Hey, we got to take our first break. When we come back, we'll have more of Life Planning 101 right here on KTX, KWBY. And we're back, Segment 2, Life Planning 101, right here on this beautiful Monday morning. We forgot to even mention that the Cowboys won yesterday. Yeah, good. Yeah. Pretty handily also so. three and zero for the first time since what two thousand eight. Cowboys uh, look.
2: are looking good. Pretty explosive. Yeah, yeah it's it's fun. Good.
0: Makes you turn your TV back on.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, uh, Aaron, you have a
1: little bit more to share with us about the stock market.
0: Yeah, I want. I kind of want to uh, cut in here for just a minute, but Aaron, t- you know these companies that are buying back their own stock, it's a very positive thing. But at the same time, you know the uh, we've got one of the best economies we've had and. There's so many companies, new companies, and we see these these shows on t v where they're you know the, the <clears throat> entrepreneurs are creating new companies and needing investors so you know just just like uh, the large companies have changes, we have new companies coming on, so that growth of america aaron can you can you talk a little bit about what you're seeing or what you think could happen there and and give people uh, in the future an uh, opportunity to invest in you know, the IPOs or once they become a stable stock, you know, to invest in their portfolios?
2: Absolutely. What's made this country so great, what, what's made our market so great since the beginning has been, to, been our entrepreneurial spirit. We've talked about this lots of times. We always want what's better for our kids, you know, our grandchildren. We, we want them to have a better life than we ever have. And that trickles down to every part of our life. And it trickles down to small businesses as well. We we know right now, as a whole, we're going through this huge technological change. You know, even if we look back 15 years ago, 15 years ago, I was refusing to carry around a phone. You know, I I didn't I didn't like you didn't it. Didn't want one. Didn't want one. <laughs> and and now, now what I would you do without it? Can't yeah, can't live without it. I I order stuff on my phone. Go pick it up at the grocery store. It's waiting on me. You know, times have really changed. And this has trickled down all the way through our economy. And I kind of mentioned this earlier, that small companies are growing about this month twice as fast as big companies. And this is exactly why it's so important. Because technological change starts small. You know, if I introduced a new technology, it would be very hard for me to go implement that at Google. You know at Amazon you know usually technology starts small but once they figured this out these companies start to grow and they get bigger and bigger and only three things can happen with small companies you know number one uh, they get bought you know big companies like to buy small companies because they're they're cheaper they're smaller you know and they have that that spirit of change you know, that there's not so much bureaucracy in there that they can't think freely. So, so co- big companies like to buy small companies. Second thing that they can do is they can grow. They can grow into huge, huge companies. You know, think of, you know, you always hear people, if I would have bought Apple in 1980. Or Walmart in the 1970. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. They all start small. So if we have this market, that is you know, really giving credit to these small companies, that is something that we really, really, we're, that's where we want to be. You know, and, and I guess the, I said three things. The third thing that a small company can do is they cannot change fast enough and they become irrelevant. true. two out of the three things are extremely positive. And most of the time, once you get big enough, you know those small companies continue to grow. That's why right now, and what's going on, it's so exciting. I just think you know people sometimes uh, sit back and
0: don't want to invest or don't want to because they think it's 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 not the right time. And uh, you know, as we go on to, to this show today, I think you'll you'll see that it's always going to be it's always the right time. You know that's that's where we fail sometimes in that emotional investor. That retail investor versus the, the investor that works on Wall Street and you know in pension plans, are thinking about the next forty, fifty years. They're not thinking about yes. the next three months or or three years. You know, yeah. so it's a big, big difference in, in thinking. And so we want to encourage people to you know, it's just a good time to be doing you know investing right now. And you've got you've got to have you've got to have that belief that it's it's good.
2: You know, anytime. Anytime you look at year-over-year year investment returns, okay, 70% of the time, it's going to be positive. 70% of the time. And we are, I think, 200 points away from an all-time high again. So think about this. Anytime you would have invested, anytime you would have invested, you would be positive right now. Right. Or within 1%. If you would have started a year ago, you would be positive. So those people that are waiting...
1: Lost that 1%. <sighs> you, you,
2: you could be waiting for a long time. Right. You know? And so far, if you've been waiting, you, you could have been waiting since 2008. You know, that's 11 years. That's you know, on doubling and tripling your money that you've been waiting on. That's right. It's always a good time. Which the other thing you were wanting to talk about? All right. Story? So some things that, I, that I'm just watching for right now that are on the radar that could make things go bad. You know, and, you know, the one that's on everybody's radar is China. Sure. These trade tariffs, they're not positive for the market. They're not positive for the retail investor. These are not, it's not positive for what I need to go buy because those prices are going up. we got to compensate for those tariffs that are putting, being put on. So if things get so expensive that, that the retail investor quits buying, that could be negative for our economy. So we really need need to watch out there. But, you know, on the flip side, this is something that's needed to be done for a super, super long time. You know, if we are a truly global society or a global economy, you know, everybody needs to play by the, by the same rules. You know, we all need the same opportunity. We don't need to be worrying about or losing our technology. And, uh, you, you know, it's just something that needs to be done. If it's not now, it's it has to be done in the future sure this is a this is a global wide thing that needs to be changed
1: all right we'll take our final break come back with more life planning 101 right after this on ktx kwby
0: final segment life planning 101
1: jim and Aaron Kennedy with us jim what do you have on your plate today
0: well it's exciting to hear Aaron talk about the stock market and you know it takes me back to the day when uh we were really kicking off our firm here and uh, we worked through colleges, and Hardin-Simmons was one of the colleges we worked through, and up in um, Abilene or over in Abilene. And and this is when Aaron and Angela both. This really takes me back back to where, where high school and college, and uh, they were helping me put this together every time that we did one. And just want to go through you know some things that we we did workshops. Somebody we called them educational workshops to to help people understand the importance of saving. You know, and I look back, and we're talking about the 90s now. And so, you know, 30 years ago, you know, we were talking the same thing we're talking about this morning. And and it hasn't changed. You know, the Warren Buffett was still, he was there 30 years ago. We were quoting Warren Buffett at that time and, you know, things he had to say. And, you know, we used a term a lot. We called it loanership-ownership or ownership-loanership. Would you rather own the bank or would you rather loan money to the bank? So what's what's a bank do with your money? Loans it. They loan it out, and that's how they make mo- more money. And do we have more banks today? Do we have larger banks? Do you remember the old banks? You know, you walked in, they weren't they weren't all that fancy and nice today. They're pretty nice, aren't they? Yeah. So, you know, did they did they lose money in the last 30 years? Do you think they made money? I think they made lots of money. Yeah, so if we'd owned that bank, guess what we would have had? Lots of money. W- lots of money, a lot, lot more money. So I want to just walk through a story and so I can help, can help everybody understand the importance of belief. I guess it goes back to really, I think as a firm, we're a Christian organization. We have, we, we believe in the, our almighty God and we have faith in the future. We have faith in what's going to happen. And we have confidence that these things are going to happen, but we get up in the morning, five thirty in the morning, five o'clock, whatever your time is, your Sony alarm clock goes off. And you go pour yourself a, a Folgers coffee out of, your, out of your bun coffee maker or whatever make a brand that is. Eat your bowl of cereal out of from Kellogg's or uh, and you, then you go get dressed and think about all the things that you put on that you bought and where you bought it at. With well, this TJ Maxx, you might have had to get your Black and Decker iron out and make it look a little bit a little bit nicer. But you put on all these brand name clothes and you you know you're ready for the day. And on top of that, what did you brush your teeth with? You know, you had to get a, 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 a toothbrush from from Colgate. You had to get some Crest toothpaste. You know, whatever brand you use, you're still you're using all this. You might have taken a shower that morning, and you used used a brand name a Procter and Gamble soap, shampoo. All these things that you did to, to make yourself feel better, look better, and obviously smell better. We always want to do that. And, <laughs> uh, but we had to have those items to, to, to kick off our day. And then what did we do? We walked out, got in our car, whether it's Ford or Chevy, and we stopped and maybe filled up with fuel. And uh, at a Chevron station or Olsips or wherever it might have been, and got us a bottle of Ozark water, you know, because we wanted that to, to carry to our work today, and got us some Wrigley's gum, and we paid for it with our our, our local credit card, City Grocery uh, City credit card. And we finally get back. We get to the office and we open up our Dell computer. We grab a Quill Yellow notepad. And we get a big ink pen, and and then we head off to our first meeting or go to you know go to go to work that morning. Noticed anything here that's in common? You know we're using a lot of products, aren't we? And after work we head off to the gym, maybe with a couple of friends. Or going on our own, we get on a Star Trek treadmill for heading back home so we can feel good. On the way home we stop off. At our store, and it, but we look at, we call our sister or brother or our neighbor on our Apple iPhone with our AT and T service, and we get some Perina dog chow. Uh, we grab a Stouffer's frozen lasagna. And from there, and then we put that in our Maytag uh, freezer, so we'll have that for later on. And then maybe we go back to our uh, cooking and dinner. And of course, a lot of people use a Panasonic or some brand name microwave. They don't use their ovens as much, but we might have bought a we might have bought a brand name oven. And then we we get a Samsung, T, turn the TV on and look at watch TV. And all all before the night, we slow back down again and go get in that Sealy bed. We might brush our teeth again, right, with Colgate, Crest toothpaste. And then we put on our reading glasses because we're all a little bit older, maybe put on our reading glasses. And, and then we, get, we turn the lamp on that we got maybe at Home Depot or some place that we'd, we'd bought that at. So, and again, the common theme here is all these products. My question is what of, is it that you do in a day's time that you're going to give up? The next month, the next year, the next five years, ten years, twenty years, are you going to get more things that make your life more convenient, make your life better? Or are you going to start cutting back and, and cooking on the campfire and going out side to side sleeping in the bedroom? Bye bye bye. Yeah, that's not, <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. So just think of that. If you believe that's the lifestyle that you want, why would you not want to own? the companies that produce those items. So just like you might want to own that bank that handles your money, you can buy stock in that bank. You can buy stock in all these companies that you that you buy that you use every day. And do you think that you are the only one using those? No. no. Otherwise
1: they wouldn't be in business.
0: That's right. There's millions of people. So what Aaron's talking about the stock market growing and expanding and and the companies Continue to to make profit, and we live in a very prosperous time. But even if you go back and look at the numbers, you know, over the period of time that the market's down, that's more opportunity to go buy on sale. And I always say, you know, when when you look at Christmas, do you want to buy before Christmas or you want to buy after Christmas?
1: I know families that wait and have Christmas after Christmas because they could get a better deal after Christmas. That's right.
0: That's <laughs> right. So we're always looking to buy good deals and so whether it's before Christmas or afterwards, it would have still made money. You know, it's just it makes you a little bit more money if you buy buy uh afterwards. So make all you can, give all you can and save all you can because where's social security going, where's retirement going? And I just hope that we motivate you to to, to invest more put more money in your 401k save more because if you're not going to do it no one else is going to do it for you, you got to take care of yourself first gentlemen thank it's you so incredible. very much god bless